When Erica and I moved into our farmhouse, we knew that there was a leak where the line from the well, 700 feet up what we used to call our mountain, entered the basement. We were told by a local contractor that the leak was caused by an underground stream, and that the only way to fix it would be to have a trench dug around the perimeter of the house, then to have the trench lined with ceramic tile and PVC pipe. He said it would divert the stream, and we said okay. He subcontracted the job to a man named Jim Sandy, who came to the house on a bright and unusually warm afternoon in early December, took himself on a quick walking tour of the area he was going to be digging up, then came back to the house to give me an estimate. I showed him to the kitchen, sat him down at the table, made him some coffee. He put lots of sugar in it, then sipped it delicately. I sat kitty corner to him at the table with my own coffee. What's the verdict, I said. Lots of rocks in there, he said. Rocks and hard clay. It's damn difficult to dig through rocks and hard clay. Yes, I said. I imagine it is. Five hundred dollars, he said. He was a short, thin man with grayish skin and bad teeth. He was wearing a threadbare blue denim jacket, a red flannel shirt, black pants, Timberland boots, and an oil-stained orange cap with the word Chalmers imprinted on it. Five hundred dollars is a lot of money, I told him. You get what you pay for he said, which surprised me. I'd supposed, from looking at him, that he'd haggle. He took another sip of coffee, a noisy one, and repeated, You get what you pay for. He smelled vaguely of wood smoke thickly overlaid by a cheap aftershave that I supposed he'd splashed on to cover the odor of the wood smoke. Whenever he put his cup of coffee down, he scratched idly at the inside of his elbow and cursed beneath his breath. What about three hundred, I said. He grinned, took another sip of coffee, and set the cup down. Three hundred'll get me here, he said, still grinning, and five hundred'll get the job done. I thought a moment, then shrugged. Okay, I said. He scratched his elbow, cursed, shook my hand firmly, and then told me he'd be back a week later. He said that the job would take a full day. The farmhouse Erica and I bought had been on the market for nearly two years, so we got it cheap. It's old but solid and was completely renovated ten years ago. It has a new black tile roof, new aluminum siding, a light aquamarine that blends well with the evergreens, maples, and walnut trees around the house. And someone had even once made an attempt at landscaping, though what remained of that attempt when we got here was only a line of uncared-for privet hedges alongside the driveway, and a wide circle of bricks just to the south of the house, with a fieldstone walkway leading from it. The house sits three hundred feet back from the road, at the crest of a small hill, our mountain, All 150 acres of it looms behind the house. This is the Finger Lakes region of New York, 50 miles or so from the Pennsylvania line, so what we call a mountain is actually no more than a steep hill littered with dead trees and eroding fast. The real estate agent told us the land is useless, of course, and we told him that that was okay, that we'd have privacy at least. There are two other dwellings on our 150 acres— One is just a stone foundation with some uprights remaining from the original frame. The other is a sad three-room log cabin whose walls tilt and tar paper roof sags precariously. It sits in a small clearing a thousand feet north of the house, also at the base of our mountain, so it's level with the house. It's just far enough from the house that hunters can sit in it unnoticed and wait for deer or opossums or raccoons to wander by. Erica and I discussed getting a permit to burn the place down, but it was an idea that never got beyond the talking stages. Erica and I are good together. 
We get a kick out of pretty much the same things. Our sex life is usually exciting. Our bodies fit together nicely, we say. And for six years, we've been very happy. We've had our ups and downs, of course. Everybody does. She's left me several times. Not for other men. Other relationships never seem to be a problem for us. She looks at other men, of course, and I at other women, and we often like what we see, but it's never threatened to go further than that for me, and I think for her, too. She's left me because of her ideas. She left me once, for instance, to go live with a cult that had cut off contact with society, much as the Shakers did in Pennsylvania, but the group that Erica got involved with did it much more completely, with a great deal more gusto and cynicism. And that, I believe, is what finally drove her from them. That constant loud aura of superiority, the idea that because they were apart from society and were living according to their own rules and their own ideas, they were of course somehow above society.